101. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, the High on Soccer podcast, with your favorite host, myself, Dylan Monroy, and your other favorite host. You love him. Can't get enough of him. Jorge Martinez, say hello. What it do? What it do, my bro? You know, just here hanging out on a wonderful spring afternoon where it seems like uh, seems like we've lost that that little bit of spring uh, uh, warmth that we were about to get here in Cali. We got a little bit of cold front going on, but you know what? It's all good because we like the vibes, bro. Bro, the vibes never stop because the, the soccer never stop. stops, nah, bro. Dude. All I can tell you is, look, here uh, in Orange County, it's it's really weird because like it's super sunny, right? But it's always overcast in the morning because we we live relatively close to the beach right so he's got like the i don't know if that's what it is bro (laughs) but he's going full weatherman right now but look it's always overcast right in the mornings so and then here especially on this side of the country what time do we watch the premier league in the mornings so super like so you know like i got those premier league vibes pretty much 24 7 right now that's what, that's what I'm getting at, like, Premier League, well, European soccer in general, or soccer in general on the other other side of the of the world, across the pond, it's early in the mornings, it's overcast, right now it's overcast, I'm just in a good mood, bro, I'm all about the vibes right now. Well, bro, you're talking about the Premier League and soccer, and mm. we are going to talk about games around the world, like we always do, and we're going to start in the Premier League, where I am not as peppy as you may be, Jorge, because Manchester United are, once again, a joke, and lose 1-0 to Everton, who are at 17th in the table that are barely escaping relegation zone by four points. So... Apart from the horrendous play that Man United displayed and Ronaldo breaking a fan's phone, I have nothing much else to say about this game. We move! (laughs) There's not much to say aside from, hey, you know, Everton doing doing the Lord's work. Hey, you know what, though? No, there is something to say, though, because, uh, look, for United, I'm not going to speak much on United because I just feel like it's same old, same old. Like, if anything is... Mm -hmm. It's... Yeah, same old, same old. They're shambles. You know, yeah. it's just like, dude, like it's just getting from bad to worse. I didn't think it could, but now you hear you have a relegation, you know, threatened uh, Everton. Who I've, in all, all my life, I've seen Everton's never been like a big club. They've always been mid table to close to the top four, you know, hovering just outside. Mm-hmm. But never in my life were they like, this far below this far. on the table. I mean, that was yeah. where. Uh, the U.S. Secretary of State used to play. Exactly. Yeah. That's where, uh, you know, the original Captain America, LD-10, as they used to call him back in the day, used to play, uh, you know, when uh, MLS was in um, in its offseason. So it's just like, Everton's right. been there, you know? Yeah, the yeah. Australian legend, Tim Cahill. That's where Mikel Arteta, like, really learned soccer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but um, you're absolutely but, you know, right. But there's been some big, big players and big names, like you know, like I, I'm still thinking of the Stephen Pienaar days of Everton. Dude, you know, you're really throwing 10K. it back I like know. ten years ago. I'm, I'm talking, dude. The vibes. The vibes. The For vibes. sure, Everton were a vibe back they, then. They were a vibe. They always like, had a good. They always have a nice pink kit every now and then. Yeah, and there's just a team that you're like, you know what? Oh, Everton's playing. I want. I kind of want to watch it because they. 
they were a fighting team. And like you said, you know, our boy Tim Howard was there, so always wanted to keep up with him. And they've had some good players in the past. Uh, so it, it's really shocking to see them in this state, and it's just like, you know, how did they get here? But I think it's good good on them for getting the, the win. It's huge for them. They need that. I think Lampard needs that because he's probably like his – I can't imagine how his confidence is, you know. Like he's probably down in the dumps. It's like, damn, I got, I got sacked. Now I'm over here at this relegation threatened team, he, and he uh, he didn't see this coming. Yeah, that to be is honest, for sure. dude, like I was happy for him when he got appointed, but I was like, damn, I think this is a, too big of a fish, like right now. Like, you know, one thing is bringing Derby County up. You know, yeah, Wayne Rooney's doing keeping, it the right way. Yeah, another, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another thing is keeping. Uh, Everton alive, you know, he's got no support. He, he can't call Chelsea for low knees now. He so can't. It's, a, uh, it's a little different now, and, um, and you know, I, you know, but I digress. But good, good for Everton, they need it. United, I just feel like it just again, what we saw in the like from them, it's nothing's getting papered over, it's only getting worse. Nope, just another uh, Harry Maguire mistake leading to an uh, Everton goal. But you, honestly, like I said, man, like, <laughs> can't I get any worse. I kind of feel bad. Like, yeah. I, at this point, like, like I'm just like, oh, man. Like, yeah. If I, you guys want to see Manchester United uh, stress, my Instagram, Dylan Monroy underscore. Check yeah. it out. Man. Check there's, it out. There's I some, have plenty of sad videos of yeah, myself. Yeah, there's a lot of good content there. There's more <laughs> than just sad videos on there. <laughs> but, yeah, if, if, you, if you're looking at the thumbnail and you see, like, a United jersey, just skip it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, no, watch it damn, if you want damn. to see the woes. We move. We move because... <laughs> The other team that uh, is currently fighting for fourth as well actually dropped points. Arsenal dropping points to Brighton Hove Albion 2-1. to one. Um, They are not doing well in their pursuit of that fourth place. Uh, so they've gone in some kind of rusty form as of late. But Arsenal, young team, still got a lot to learn. So they got a lot to learn, but they're, you know, with, they're losing that spot. Yeah, they are. They're losing that spot. It was Manchester United's who have lost it. Yeah, I don't know. Given it's Arsenal, which they're losing it, and now it's being given to Tottenham. And they, yeah. let's see if they can hold on to it. Well, they played all, you know, Tottenham, everyone was talking about, like, because they had a bunch of games in hand, but they're like, oh, they won't win them. Dude. And do they, look, I don't understand, Conte. I feel like... He was just frustrated in the beginning because he saw he didn't see the end. Like, you know how, like, sometimes you just have to kind of, you just have to grind out the really hard days for a while, and mm-hmm. sometimes it seems like there's no end in sight. I feel like maybe Conte hasn't always had had that issue because he's gone to, like, winning clubs, teams. You know, yeah. stronger teams, more worldwidely recognized teams, like a Chelsea, like an Inter, for example, you know, like the, you know, like Italy, like he's big teams, you know. But now he's at. And this isn't a knock in the sense. It is. Well, it is, but I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> You're not a big team. But what I'm trying to say, like, it's just a, like a different where it's like, hey, I'm at Chelsea. I'm at Inter. Like, we'll figure something out. Over here at Spurs, I'm like, he's looking around like, bro, like, what do I, what do I, bro, like, well, what is going on? You know, and like, I feel like he just didn't see the light. And now mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. I feel Spurs still a gamble, I feel like, defensively. Which is weird because you'd think under Conte they wouldn't be, but but I'll tell you what, bro. Like every every time that anyone ever doubts uh, Kane and Son, 
at any point. And it's mainly more Kane this season. He, the, you know what, though? Although Son he, just put in a hat trick, my friend. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you can't doubt those guys. Like, even if Kane was in bad form in the beginning of the season, like, uh, we know what he's capable of. We he, we know that he's not one, he's not a, a one and done. He wasn't a, like, a one-hit wonder or anything. Like, Kane's a really good striker. Son is a really good midfielder or, or forward, however you want to classify him. But you put those two guys, like, those guys, they, they can connect. And... Mm-hmm. I think you just got Kane just needs a little bit of now with the addition of Klubiesque Kulusevski who is my word I I for the life of me still don't understand why exactly Juve let him go uh, I think Chiesa was already hurt Chiesa was injured so I don't know why but that. I've heard he's that he's got a lot of like that like they want him to like the raw potential and I, I heard something about it it's like they're not what he, they want him to be, and like that was the reason why. But I mean, you got Fabio. Conte is doing a good job bringing out the best of them. Yeah, and then you got the Italian sporting director there at Spurs, so maybe things will kind of take a, a a change there. But yeah, Son and Kane. I mean, Son single-handedly is like saving my uh, my fantasy Premier League season. Like he brought me from third place or from fourth place. I'm in first, bro. I don't know if you checked the standings, but... I Dude, uh, I gave that up a while ago after I stopped figuring it out. Yeah, like, I got- <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, But I'm I'll be back. It. I'll figure it out next year. I'm in it. But, but yeah... Yeah, well, Tottenham is the one in fourth currently. Uh, they got one over Stevie G. They did. Uh, they have 57 points, and they're three above Arsenal. Um, so, it's theirs to lose now. Um I think Tottenham, uh, being that they've shown more consistency, might keep that spot. Um, But let's talk about another team who is in the top four who recently haven't been that consistent. Chelsea thrashed uh, Southampton 6-0. Yes, sir. They did. uh, In a big... I don't know. Like it was a big morale game. I think that they needed it's after not, Champions yeah. League. It's like this, know? this game had to be convincing because right. the game before the Madrid game against Brentford, we're not. We don't have to go into detail, but uh, for obvious reasons, it was not convincing at all. No, no, no. <laughs> this Madrid game, the only thing it was convincing of was that the game before the Brentford game was not convincing. Now coming here at Southampton, again, like you said, it's not a huge game, but it has a, a lot of like. Um, it was a big morale booster. Mm-hmm. The guys needed that. I mean, you had Werner got two goals, so you, you want that from that guy. Cause look, it, we didn't. I don't think Lukaku came on at all this game. Probably no. saving him from this Madrid uh, bout. I really don't think they're saving him, considering <laughs> how much time and what he did with his time against the Madrid game. <laughs> I don't know if they're necessarily saving him. Hey, man, you never know what Tuchel's thinking. Sometimes. I would have been saving uh, Kai Havertz. That's that's the guy. If I would have, I would have. Kai saved. Havertz can play every game. He's young. He's a young. He's, Havertz is Havertz. Is, I love that guy, but. It just it was good to to see that you know um, Rich James got the start so he's looking healthy Mason Mount again finding his feet because after it seemed like for a little while Mason Mount had, had was suffering of fatigue Mason Mount was one of those players returning from like the uh, from Dude, the Euros let's that, be real he cut his hair and it changed everything it changed everything man he was like nah I need those Lampard vibes and look at him look at him now so and good for Chelsea yeah. good for Timo love that. Let's see how this... Uh, there's a big mountain to climb on Tuesday, but hey, 
We'll see. It's happened before. I do remember, if I'm not too mistaken, sometime in 2012, some game against Napoli was also a mountain to climb. And well, we know how that season turned out. Not all of us are Chelsea fans, Jorge. So we moved. 2012, bro. What happened in 2012? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won the Champions League. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, you're right. We moved. We moved because I think this is a a really big game because it connects with uh, an American coach in Jesse Marsh winning it with Leeds again 3-0 against Watford. And Leeds looking like they're going to salvage... You know that they're gonna be in the Premier League next year. And, and news, you know what? You guys, you were talking about it before. You mentioned it like, wow, you know, kudos for Jesse Marsh. And you're right, big shout out to Jesse Marsh. Like mm-hmm. the 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 stuff he's had to deal with, man. Like just being an American, like in the whole Ted Lasso comparison, yeah, the whole like, like huddle thing, the huddle thing everything like, being criticized, for everything non not soccer or football related to like. You know, just the things that he does differently, like, oh, you know, like, he's knowing blah, blah, blah. Also, like, him being, like, a younger coach and stuff. Even though he's he's not necessarily super young, but he's, you know, on the younger end of, of most coaches, I think. Mm-hmm. But kudos to him. A lot of people, a lot of them. Uh, and you know what, though? From from a footballing perspective, I understand why people doubted him in the sense that is he the right man for this job? Because where had he been at before? He was at Salzburg, and how did he get there? You know, the whole Red Bull community. And then how did right. he get to Leipzig? The whole again, the whole Red Bull thing. And at Leipzig, they changed some things on him, and then you know it sucks. They gave him the boot. So I can understand why pundits around the world and people uh, were criticizing and saying that he wasn't the right man for the job because he necessarily hasn't ever been in this situation no he hasn't he doesn't have i guess if you're looking for someone with experience in that role he didn't have it and then his experience altogether is still a little lower compared to other managers out there but you know what dude he's just showing that he was the right man for the job we'll see what's going on there you know big connections to brendan aronson Bro, look, Leeds United currently at 33 points. They are above the drop zone by nine points. So this is a good sign for Leeds to be in the Premier League, for Jesse Marsh to maybe get a whole season and a summer of some investment, bringing in Brendan Aronson and hopefully some other Americans to make it kind of like a cool little uh, American vibe at Leeds United. Dude, that'd be sick. That's what I always do in my um in my career mode. <laughs> Dude, maybe Jesse Marsh is going to do the same thing. Dude, and you know what? Do you, I I remember I did a Leeds career mode and you know who I took there? Josh Sargent, Brendan Aronson. I, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Gio Reyna. I, those are like always well, like my go-tos because they're young American cheaper players. cheaper in the yeah. FIFA game. Now, yeah. But now Gio, I think probably next year Gio will probably will be like He'll probably... He'll be like an 82 rated. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking FIFA, bro. We shouldn't be talking FIFA. What are we doing? But I'm just saying, Jesse Marsh, I get you, bro. I should be a coach. (laughs) Silence. Anyway. (laughs) Moving on to some quick hits around that aren't the Premier League. Real Madrid get a 2-0 victor over Getafe. It's their league to lose, right, Jorge? Yeah, I agree. I definitely think so. And then uh, on the other side of town, actually, Atletico Madrid lose to Mallorca, whom American wasn't playing again, which is a big bummer. Because it is American-owned. It is American-owned. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Stuart Holden. Stuart Holden. And Matthew Hoppe not playing in this game again, which is a 
big, big It's a bit of a concern because he's not been getting uh, minutes often. And then we jump to the Bundesliga where Bayern Munich only get a 1-0 victory over Augsburg. And, dude, I know they're going to win the title, but shouldn't they, I don't know, trying to play a little bit better going into Villarreal, uh, you know, deficit well, bro, for Champions I mean, League? I, I, I agree with you because if, um, if Bayern aren't too careful, they're going to... They... I mean, they got a nine-point cushion, but... I, I think the title is in their favor. But if they lose the rest of the season... I'm yeah, what are the chances of that happening, my friend? Well, look, they, the, all I'm saying is relegation threatened Augsburg. <laughs> they win 1-0 with a PK in the 82nd minute. They just lost right. 1-0 to Villarreal. They have some things to think about, yeah, but that's for sure. we do know... That the worst thing, that probably the worst thing to do is play Bayern when they've lost like two games in a row, <laughs> or when they're not okay. They didn't lose two games in a row, but when they've had like some bad form. Because mm-hmm. when Bayern gets criticized, they respond the best way they know how to, and that's on the pitch. And dude, you've said it before. I think you said it on last week's episode. They're vengeful. They are vengeful than Germans. I'm scared, bro. I'm they kind of are. scared. Villarreal, you got to watch out on Tuesday. Because they're, yeah, you, I mean, Bayern, everyone is saying all this stuff about, oh, Bayern, this, Bayern, that, and then Bayern are like, mm mm-hmm. They just lose it. They barely skate by, win this game 1-0. They're like, mm-hmm. we got to show everyone again what's up. They got to show them what's up and jump into Italy in this awesome Serie A race. Uh, Internazionale defeat Hellas Verona uh, 2-0. And now they have one game in hand away from being at the top of the league, man. They have 66 points while AC Milan has 68. And they have one game in hand. So Inter, Milan, AC Milan, it's going to get hot. Yeah, I mean, Na- Napoli is still... They're still there, too, still as well. They're still within contention, but they... Let me see who Napoli have. Dang, yeah, it's it's out of Napoli's hands at this point. It's If Napoli were to, are to win it, it's just be, they got to win all their games and hope that everyone else loses. So there's not much they can do, but... You know, it's, it's really looking like it's going to be... It's going to go... It's going to Milan. Whether we're in AC, I'm not sure, but it's heading down that road. It's heading down that road. Uh, okay, and just a little. We like talking about Juve every now and then. Juve defeat two one. Cagliari, Vlahovic gets on goal, and Juve not in this title race, but it's good. It's solid to say that they're gonna be in Champions League, which is mm-hmm. the important part. I mean, they they if. If something happens... It would like, be a miracle. Yeah. They're right outside. I mean, they got 62. And uh, Milan have 68. So, I mean... In theory, the math works. But... But will I, it? Will it? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that, again, just just like for Juve, like it's not it's out of their hands. only thing they can do is win their game. So, they got Bologna. Oh, no. That's the Coppa Italia. But... They got Fiorentina, Sassuolo, Venezia, Genoa, Lazio, and then Fiorentina at the end of the season. So they got it. They have a pretty nice schedule coming yeah, up. Yeah, not so bad. In Milan, let's see who they got. Oh, and this, my friend. Oh, never mind. I got it. I got excited. I thought we were going to have a little uh, 
another uh, title decider going on, but it's for Coppa Italia, Inter and Milan are playing. Mm. But they got Genoa, Lazio, Fiorentina, Hellas Verona, Atalanta, and Sassuolo. So, yeah, they're... They yeah. have, it's going to be an interesting Serie A race, that's for sure. Yeah, pretty much. They all have, like, some... They're not facing each other. No. All those, the, the top teams are not facing each other, so... I mean, the only one in the in the top five that can possibly, like, ruin someone's party here is, is Roma. They can mess things up for everyone. But we'll see. It's going to be interesting because these teams got to go out and win their games now. They're not playing each other, so, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's it's crazy indeed. Serie A race is a title race to keep up with. Um, jumping to the French League where there is no effing title race ever. PSG do beat down Clermont ah, Foot. Clermont. Six to one. And both Neymar and Mbappe had a hat trick? And Messi had a hat trick of assists. So does this mean anything for uh, Eminem? It means it finally worked. When it doesn't count, and they played Clermont, who are currently Clermont. 17th mm-hmm. in the league, one point above relegation. And I was I was watching a bit of this game, and at one point they even said, "Oh, Clermont is the team." Sorry, I just had to do an accent. <laughs> I like it, Clermont. I don't know. Clermont, yeah. Yeah, Paris Saint Germain. Paris Saint Germain. Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. I'm a little Francois now. Clermont, Fultz. The commentators where I was watching on BN even mentioned that Clermont looked like they were more closer to getting a second one than PSG were because at one point the game was still pretty open. Yeah, yeah, the game was still somewhat open. Yeah, and um, no, they 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 completely changed it. It was two one, so you know could have gone either way. But yeah, Mbappe just the cheat code, just turned it on, man. He's just like in it's just like in FIFA, man. Like he that guy just you just just shoot with him. Yeah, if you have him on your on your team, just shoot with him. Don't you don't have to do too much else. Luckily, I do. Anyway, damn, damn <laughs> that's true. Damn. Uh, moving on to Sunday's matches where we come back to the Premier League because there was a big, big, big match that could have decided the title, but it didn't happen. That's Manchester City versus Liverpool. What ends a in a 2-2 draw. And it was a game, man. I thought each team had an opportunity to go up on one another. And I think, if anything, this is... Plays in the favor of Man City. They never lost any points. They didn't gain anything, perhaps. But mm-hmm. Liverpool really needed this win to get that. Well, because this was the... For sure, I mean, like, now... Because, mm-hmm. like, let's look at City. They got... Okay, this week they got Atletico. And then they got uh, Liverpool again in the Cup, right? In the FA Cup. But after that, they, they're going to have Wolves at one point. It has to get replayed. Uh, because that's the game that would is getting postponed because of the FA Cup. But they got Brighton. They got Watford. They got Leeds. They got Newcastle. And West Ham and Austin Villa at the end to make it spicy. It's going to come down to those last two games. Those last two games. Look, out of all these teams, I could really see 
with West Ham becoming maybe being an issue. They've dropped off. They're not in the same form they were at the beginning of the season. But they have quality players that we know can do some damage here. Now that Aston Villa team, and with Stevie G, with Coutinho, with Ollie Watkins, you know, it's they. You never know. Wouldn't you love to see a 90 minutes winner by Coutinho, Coutinho to have Liverpool win the title? I mean, I think they make a statue of him. I, I really think so too. Uh, like he's he's magic, magic Phil. They call what do they call him back in the day? Do Wizard? you think he'll make up by the 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 trip or when he fell? Do you think this would make up for that if something crazy like that happened? I think so. Yeah. I, think, I really think that if he if, if they, it comes down to that, then yeah. Well, United or Liverpool do have. Well, I don't know how you want to make this, but their next league game is. So they got Benfica right in the Champions League, and then again City in the FA Cup, uh, and then after that, their Premier League matches are United, Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham, Villa, Southampton, and Wolves. So. Let's just say Liverpool have a tougher route. But it's yeah. not impossible for them yeah. to go. Un- yeah, United win. obviously Liverpool get that one against Everton. <laughs> I hate you, but you're right. But, um, yeah, you know, against Everton, that game might might be different just because it's a derby. It's a Merseyside derby, and Everton have literally everything to play for. But then again, so do Liverpool. So I can see that game kind of being that game might be up, but but Liverpool are miles miles ahead of Everton so yeah I would yeah. say they are miles ahead of everyone aside from Man City and you know, Chelsea on a good day yeah but that uh, you're right it has to be a really good day <laughs> <laughs> as we've honest, seen man. in the in the Carabao Cup not too long ago yeah they. I mean they're they're there uh, they, they can challenge somewhat but uh, Liverpool also have Tottenham uh, in May and that game, I could, I could see being kind of tricky because Spurs are like. They could either be good or, or not be good. bad, or they could. I could even, by the by the grace of God, I could see them hold like that being like a draw there. Right, you and know, then like, with Conte being, like, well, with like Tottenham fighting for fourth, I think they do have something to play for. Mm-hmm. So do, it is yeah, going to be right. a massive game. That's going to be a huge open game. I agree with you. And then after that, they got Villa. Southampton and Wolves. I think Wolves and Aston Villa are going to be tough matchups as well. So Not, yeah, they won't be easy. That w- Southampton one. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, I do agree. Uh, it, I would much rather have City schedule, but Liverpool. I'm looking at all these games. They're the favorites. They just play some. They're just playing some complicated teams because of the way. I mean, it's the end of the season. Some teams have nothing to play for, and in what we're seeing this season. Is a lot of teams have a lot of thing a lot of things to play for. Like the top two have cleared their you know they they made the gap, but then after so but they're fighting each other they're going to the death, and then that that battle for top the fourth spot like it's it's on it's on that's yeah they can go to anyone really I mean Chelsea Chelsea too if they're not too careful they can lose their place if they start having this battle on form or something but. Should Chelsea continue to play well or continue, you know, to to play better? Because the last few weeks have been so-so. Uh, but should they play better, things will change. They have a game against Arsenal next weekend or next week. So, dang, that's going to be uh, interesting. That's going to be a big game there. 
lots of big games in the Premier League to decide the title. Mm -hmm. So we will wait and see. And let's go around the world, apart from the Premier League, because I feel like the Premier League is always the center of the attention, Mm -hmm. of course. But we also got La Liga with Barcelona winning 3-2 with Luc De Jong. Luc De Jong, the guy that nobody even thought should belong at Barcelona, scores 90 minute winners. Dude, he is the definition of a super sub, for sure. Like he has done it. Coleman said something, and like this quote resurfaced. He's like, in the ninth, like in the ninetieth minute or something. If if I need a, I need a goal, and I'm putting crosses into the box, I'm bringing on Luke Dijon and not Neymar. And that's that's true. And not not like comparing Luke Dijon just to Neymar, but Luke Dijon to other types of players, because Luke Dijon is a he's a, he's not a sexy type of player, but he's he's that guy in the box. You know, he's like you put a cross in, he's looking for it, he's fighting for it. Like he's yeah. that sort of striker. He has he holds more value in that kind of moment, uh, with that much on the line, being that he can mm-hmm. deliver and he has delivered. Yeah, and dude, like Shavi, oh, like slowly becoming like a, like my fate like my favorite manager like I like you know this we gotta like pump the brakes you right? know you're a Barca fanboy underneath it all dude nah dude nah, I mean it's hard to hate him right now it's, it's kind of like it's like it's, it's there's like this a rejuvenation love. of Barcelona with yeah. all these kids and it's Xavi. but it's like dude it's exciting cause they're just you're excited I'm like wow like that's how good these players are. Like I'm, I'm watching the, the Barca game right with my wife, and I'm explaining to her that guy number thirty, Gavi. Yeah, that guy, the the stocky guy. That guy's seventeen. <laughs> and, and he, he wears. He doesn't tie his shoes to play. No, he doesn't tie his shoes. What a and, thug, man. And he's always. You know what I've noticed about that guy, and I like it, but he's got to tone it down. But I get it because he's seventeen. He's he's got a bit bit of a bite. Like he does not like to be tossed around. He gets into like he gets into the thick of it. Like yeah. I'm watching this game and other games before. Like you know he's how I look at him. Uh, I see him like as a pit bull. Yeah. Like he. It's so weird because you look mm-hmm. at him like, oh, dude, like, Jorge, you're just as tall as he is. You're just as skinny as he is, and yet he's playing with. Men, men, <laughs> and beating he, like pushing them around. Well, remember in fighting in, in the Euros. It, it, you're right, and he like, with Gavi and Pedri, of course. That combination. It, it's gonna be, hopefully, one of those combinations that we look at, just like Xavi and Iniesta, and they keep going on their entire career at Barcelona I and now so. with Xavi speaking Xavi mm-hmm. language to these kids oh my god yeah because this Barca team it's it's completely different um, I, 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 I don't even know like just when, when I'm watching them uh, wow you know it's it's fun to watch them it's fun to watch them like uh, the way Pedri plays it's just it's exhilarating it's like a breath of fresh air because He's one of those players, just like Xavi Iniesta, who is amazing by only doing the very simplest of things. Just turn a bunch of different Perfect, Like, very, like, perfected almost. Yeah, it's crazy. like, they don't have to, and this is not a knock on players that do. And I mean, players with this capability, if you have it, by all means use it. But, you know, like like we mentioned before, like those Neymars and, uh, and Ronaldinho's, they're not like that, right? But they're, they play with an elegance. That mm-hmm. is just like, if you like, if you don't know the game and you watch Dino and Neymar, you're just like, damn. But if you know the game, and you watch 
players like well specifically more like Pedri because we're seeing we see a lot more maturity from him but you know Gavi's getting there too but you watch them play and you're just like oh wow no 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 that's that's good and they show a lot of um maturity and maturity that's, that's composure it it's the maturity I, and you see it so yeah. much from, from Pedri like, he's 19 dude like when I watch him play like he does not look bothered or phased by anything like he's just like horse blinders like just focus on the game <sighs> come on he is the engine that is running Barcelona at the moment with all his playmaking abilities so Barcelona not in the title race but they have solidified themselves in uh, in La Liga for Champions League which mm-hmm. has been good we want them to be there they are still in Europa playing a uh, Frankfurt, I believe, this Thursday. Yeah. So they still have to, something to play for. But yeah, I mean, at yeah. this point of the season, any of the mid- midweek games are they're they're pretty good. Like there's some there's some good games out there. They are some good games, and Jorge, that I think wraps up a lot of the well the big weekend games because Napoli did end up losing, but we did mention in Serie A mm-hmm. they did lose to Fiorentina three to two. That was a big game. That should was they a won that game. should they have won that game they would have been right right there. It would have been at sixty five points, yeah. Yeah, so like it, it would have put a lot more pressure on uh, on then, Milan. So <sighs> well, AC Milan actually dropped points by drawing with Torino as well. Oh, so. that's right. You're right. So I mean. All to me, the hottest now. race, apart from Premier League, is Serie A. You yeah, just don't know who's going to win it. Yeah, because you know what? For the first time ever, it's not going to be um, Juve. Well, last year was Inter. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. For the second time ever. <laughs> so it's just kind of just like, you want to see who that is. Like, who's going to take over that spot? Or is uh, or is uh, the Serie A going to be a more competitive league and once you see more winners coming out? Because you know what? We're starting to see this in, in most of the leagues where it's like same few teams are winning it right mm-hmm. so if we can have like a, a league where it's kind of open i mean hey that's well, i like that soccer is always better when it's more competitive yeah, as we've yeah, seen the premier league is the pinnacle of compet of like competitiveness mm-hmm. um i'd say but we always catch great games around the world and i know your guys's favorite teams you know, get into some big games. So oh, we yeah. always like to talk about those big games as well. And Horny, is there anything else you would like to add to this around the world? Uh, no, I think that's uh, pretty much it. Well, I want to give sort of a shout out, but sort of like a dang. Uh, Yunus Musa gets injured with Valencia on Monday um, in a 1-1 draw, unfortunately. But American down again. Just want to throw that out there because I think that's a big deal. It is a big deal. But uh, a good thing is is that, I mean, USMNT doesn't have any crucial games coming up yet. But, I mean... Gio Reyna, again, out. And out for the season. I forgot to mention that. Dude, I mean... (sighs) It's a little concerning at this age. Like, he's missed pretty much, what, like 80% of the season. But he's still young. He's still very young. So maybe this whole, maybe his body is maturing, getting older, Mm -hmm. adjusting Mm -hmm. to uh, his new body, you know, his athleticism. So you never know what it could be, but I really have faith and hope that... Yunus Musa gets better and Gio Reyna for sure heals and is ready for Qatar mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, a little American sprinkle to the 
cherry to the cake that we have. You can call it the chef's kiss. I like that, the chef's kiss. Uh, we uh, look forward to making another podcast for you guys next week, reviewing some more games and talking more Champions League oh, yeah. this week. So stay tuned for that and yeah. hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Peace out.